Would you be a mall Santa? I think I think I'd be a mall Santa. I've never met someone who is a mall Santa. Yeah, I don't know any. I want to know a mall Santa. Are they like are they like all people that are just not doing good? Like it's just people with problems? Are they unionized? You know they got to be. Maybe, maybe they aren't. They're like an elite core. It's got to be a thing. Yeah. Network, an underground network of people. Yeah, because how do they decide which Santa goes to which? I guess I've never considered the logistics of Santa bookings for malls. They've always just kind of been. Well, obviously, Santa, like the real Santa, he, he delegates the whole thing. He writes, you know, puts out the schedule of who goes where. I guess. And then the the mall Santas, like the next, like the next level down in the hierarchy, like they're the they're the archangel. Guess. You know, in this, in the analogy where Santa is God. You got, you know, you got, you got your Santa, you got your, your archangel, your archangel mall Santas, you got your elves, which obviously are the, the Nephilim, and you got, you got your reindeer, they are, are they the Seraphim, definitely the Seraphim, you get it, see, you've, you've read the, you've read the Bible, Seraphim, and was there, what was the other one that rhymes with that, hair of Kim, Cherifim. Welcome to the Kevin 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 Tom Horton and Kevin Angus. One thing I plan to ask during these interviews is just any stuff that you're working on, whether it's just in your head or some of it's hit the paper or audio files or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Vague random ideas in my head of potential podcasts in the pretend world where I'm just doing that. I don't know. Every time I uh, audibly brainstorm, I always end up going back to some Dracula-led podcast or monologue just because I like doing the voice of Dracula. Hmm. But I can't quite pin it down as to what it would be. But the last thing I tried to come up with was your new home. Just a podcast all about you and your new home. The home that you live in. Oh. Maybe it's just an advertisement. For a house? I don't quite know. So you're going to be able to tell people that you're going to drop them off at their new home? I think so. I think so. That was a classic line from the Tom recordings, of course. Going to drop you off at your new home. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, that's that's coming right, right from the mouth of Kevin Angus himself. No, no, no. That was you that said that. Tell the folks. That came about from the, from the Harry Potter movie. That's your new house. It's your new home. What, dude? Really? He would tell me that. At various points in the movie of The Deathly Hollow Part 2. A close shave in your new home. Stobble, stobble, stobble. I remember that. I remember that joke. Yeah, you would say, you used to do it at least, at least three times. Whenever uh, we would go to a new location, you would just say, that's your new home. Or it was either that or new house, I Wait, can't recall. Did that happen? That's your, your new home. Did that come out before or after you did T-Pain Wants Your Nipple? I think that was that was after because that was when we marathoned all those movies. Because I th- was that said in that old recording too, so maybe maybe it was. 
I think that's what I was referencing. So it's actually you. Oh man, I've forgotten so much. In I've my probably life. listened to them more recently than you have. So to be fair, <laughs> and more often than you, I would really guess. Makes you wonder. Really makes you think about it. Yeah, because you like, I'm gonna drop you off at your new home or something like that. Yeah, I guess that would have been me as I was I was driving yeah. everyone around. <laughs> that does make sense. And and like the splash screen cut to like a weird little toy house or whatever in the video. Oh yeah. Listen, I know these <laughs> videos, all right. Back to my, the high, back in the heyday of I my uh, my graphic design days. Nobody knows T Pain wants your nipple like I do. Nobody needs to know, but here we are, sharing the world. <laughs> When you're describing like a customer at the bank, what do you call them? Not customers, bank bankers. No, you're the bankers. My lords, call them lords. <laughs> they are members. Oh, members, of course, of course, of course. Upstanding uh, members of society. Thankfully, they're not guests. They're one level below <laughs> the muck that goes into Target stores. So since they're not really customers, they can be wrong. There really is a difference in the naming there. You know, you got, it's a, it's a hierarchy. I wonder what other places have different names, but you going into a store, you're a guest. You you have the final say. Everyone bends to your will. They're there to please you, but you walk into a, into a bank, you're just a member. You're just you're just a part of the system, man. You're just a, just a cog in the machine. You're part of the club. Not even, it's not even an exclusive club. It's just a shitty club. Anyone can join. You've seen this. And anyone has joined. I've dealt with anyone. Anyone's crazy. People that go into banks are like the the Florida people of people. They're the Florida of people. That's better. I've said it before. I haven't set foot in a bank in like five years. It's crazy, man. I actually only ever walked into a bank really since I was old enough to know I didn't have to was... Years before I got this job, I walked into this very branch because uh, my car was in a, a nearby parking lot and I didn't have any change to get out of the parking lot. And what? I didn't know how to get any change. And then I found that there was a bank nearby. So I went into <laughs> FQ and took out like, I don't know, a couple bucks. <laughs> and all I remember thinking was, this is the saddest, weirdest little cubby hole of, a, of an establishment. And then I'll never work here. Three years later, I was in that cubby hole. I was the hole. Would you say that you've had repeat offenders similar to yourself in, in that time? Like, have you had someone come in just for a couple dollars and change? Yeah, we have a whole slew of folks just like that who only deal in minute dollar amounts. I'm pretty sure most of them are uh, of the homeless variety or somewhere around there. I got one guy. Just a very, very nice man, very, very large pot belly. He's always wearing some weird rock t-shirt. <laughs> very hair thinning, he sometimes usually has a, a large trench coat on. He's a great guy, but uh, just come up and he'll just uh, shuffle around a bit of change most of the time just for the bus ride back or then forth, wherever where the heck he's coming to and fro. He's on that fringe line of, I don't... I think he's homeless, but I don't know that he isn't, because he doesn't ever smell, but he kind of looks the part. And he only ever has like $3 in his bank account, or less. Or a little more sometimes. That doesn't sound like an active stream of income, then. He could 
just be keeping it all in uh, offshore bank accounts. We we can't be sure. So you think he's transferring like money over from that offshore's account, like three or four dollars at a time, walking into the bank, taking it out in cash, getting it tax free. I think he's doing wire transfers for under five dollars, three to four times a week, and he's paying twenty eight dollars for each wire transfer because they're expensive to do. I was gonna but, say, you know. That's what he's got to do in order to stay anonymous. Hey, how's it going? I just want to take out two dollars. Thanks. Have a good one. And that's what he sounds like. You are listening to the Kevin Podcast. It's fun to become these people. I mean, they give you plenty to work with. They give me too much to work with. I don't want this constant stream of material. I'm just trying to get a paycheck, and go home. But I can't, because everyone's a weird character. They all have a story to tell. They've all got, you know, some joke that you got to be in on. I mean, you're just, you, you, you've you always attracted these kind of people. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe I, maybe I cursed myself that one time that I gave a, a ride from one gas station to another to that one random uh, passerby, because he caught us all off guard. Yeah, you want to go to Columbia Street. I think that was you, me, and some girl I met online. Yeah. And I saw her maybe once more after that. Nope, actually, I don't even think so. I think that might have been the last time. Sorry, Julia. It's one of those things that in the moment, I, I did not see any of the dangers or, or fears that might plague a, a, a girl or woman in, in that exact setting of just taking a, a random man into the car. I'm pretty sure... Because she was sitting in the front seat, so he sat in the back seat with me. Yeah, I believe so. So there was a bit of a barrier. So that makes it fine. I mean, I think that's just why, uh, I don't know. I just never would have thought of it as an issue. But, I, uh, you know, I can see why that might have <laughs> frightened her off. Maybe like five more th- five more hangouts and then pick up a random urchin. But yeah. I got yelled at one time doing that too. Like uh, from uh, we were at, at a bar in, in Albany and, and we were walking back to our cars and this guy just walks up to me as like, it was really cold. It was like one of those nights in winter where it's like in the negative degrees and I kind of felt bad. And he's like, I want to, I just need a ride to the bus station. Uh, I've heard them all before. And that's not the first time I've heard the ride to the bus station, but it was cold. What was it about this guy though? What, what made what was different? Why did you shed a single tear and say, hop in, stranger? I think it was just because it was so cold. Damn. It was just that cold. And it was like I gave him a ride and they were they were driving behind me the whole time, like really close, and he acknowledged the fact that we were being followed by them uh, at one point <laughs> in the drive. And then of course it comes out and he's like, It'd be really helpful uh if I could have some money for the bus. Well, he had to wait and strike at the right time. And uh, I was like, uh don't got no cash and he was like well i know where an atm is it's <laughs> like damn you, you got me mr forward and so no, so then i i drove to the atm and i took out 60 dollars in cash and i gave it to him damn yeah he worked you like a like a rag doll the hot summer day i was i was ripe for the picking for a couple of years it wasn't until i saw the same guy oh. two weeks later after he first pulled one over on me 
I, he, he came up to me at the same, not this, not this guy, a different guy, but it, I was at an intersection and uh, this guy came up. Uh, trust me, it's happened. This is my problem. I get, I get this. This is the Kevin problem. Too many guys. So the, the second time this happened, I don't even bother with the first time. It was like the, the classic, my car ran out of gas and I need, you know, some cash to go buy gas. And of course I offered to go drive him to the gas station to get the gas. No, no, no. The cash will be fine. That, all that, all the classics. But you know, it sounds, always... like, sounds like a hardworking man who just wants to get a solid walk in. Exactly, yeah. he just needs Nothing some gas. Weird about that. And so you know, I gave him the. the I had probably a little bit of cash. I think I did that, or I can't remember exactly what I did. Anyway, the second time I you had sixty. The second time, <laughs> I went to an ATM, took out sixty dollars cash, handed it to him, and that was it. Jesus, I'm at a different intersection in downtown Troy. A, a different intersection, and. He, I see him walking up to my car, and I roll down the windshield, uh, like the the window, to, to ever so slightly, and roll down the windshield. That's yeah, crazy. Know. It's a convertible. Yeah. That. So I, I roll down the window, and and he's like, "Hey, my car's out of gas. Can I? Can you help me?" And I said, "Nope," and I drove away. <laughs> <laughs> you you really roll down your window to say nope? Savage. Yeah, well, it was I, I didn't re- I didn't recognize him, but like once you, I rolled down the window and he and he like fed me the same exact line, I was like, nah. You called him over, you beckoned him to your car. You're like, listen, buddy, come here, come here. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. No, and he drove away. That's awesome. Good for you. That it, I think that was the last time. It's 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 like a weird, sad like moment as well, though, because I think it's the last time I've ever given any help to a homeless person. That was like the last moment I ever entertained. Uh, a conversation with someone asking for help in that kind of way. Uh, so it's like sad in that sense, but I just can't get, I can't keep getting burned like that. You can't trust him anymore. You've been, you've been burned too many times. They pushed me too far. I was giving them plenty of money. You know, we had a good thing going. Wire transfers. It's a homeless heartbreak. It's real sad. So, you know, that's why I don't give money to homeless people anymore. I was yelled out for giving a, a woman who asked me money because I had it and I just, uh, you know, seemed legit enough in a Walmart parking lot years ago. It was me, my mom, and my ex. <laughs> it's one of the rare times where all three of us got to do something together. And as we were heading back to the car, there was like a, an old woman in, a, in like an electric wheelchair uh, that, uh, that rolled up and asked me for money. And, well, all I had was a $20 bill, so she got a $20 bill. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I thought, well, you know, whatever. It'd be nice and generous today. And um, I was treated like a, a criminal maniac by everyone else in, in my presence. Yeah, what's what's with that? Like, I was when they caught up with me after I dropped the guy off. They were like so mad at me. Like, what what were you thinking? What are you doing? And I'm like, I was just. It's really cold. I I did I did leave out the money part. In that instance, uh, I didn't. I did not confess. That's for, that's for, that's for the best. They, you know, no one needs to know everything. Yeah, they were not. They were not pleased. They're just not the type to put their lives on the line for weird middle-aged white guys. Just a little too scraggly looking out there in the world, traveling. I guess the real question is: It's hard to know if it feels like this is like a like a, a thing that only happens to like me or like the weird people that you see it feels like it only happens to you i don't know how much it does happen to other people and they just don't talk about it i don't know because it can't can't be just us 
but like there's got to be a type of person that that the homeless they seek out like the same types of people they must there's like i i don't know what it is do i still have like a look of hope in my face that kind of thing like i the the soul hasn't been sucked out of me quite yet so maybe they can appeal to my soft underbelly bright-eyed bushy-tailed innocent naive young man just look too eager it's fine i i i still i can only give off that sort of aloof nervous but approachable energy i i just i accept it but it's still it still sneaks up on me i swear there's that time that i you know if it wasn't for if it wasn't for liz who was with me at the time i would have been uh, swept away by some man and New York City to go uh, go party at a club somewhere. Oh my god! It almost happened. I was almost just whisked away with a simple conversation that I didn't have the foresight to get out of. How, how did how did he? I I can't imagine this. Well, scenario. it was well, it was the train station bathroom, the train station oh, public geez. bathroom, and I was using the facilities and while washing my hands, uh, an older man approached me and washed his hands next to me. And asked me if I liked to party. Oh my god. I said, what? Because I didn't hear him, or didn't want to hear him. <laughs> so he proceeded to tell me that he knew of a, of a place nearby, that there was a, there was some party thing going on, and that I should, uh, should totally come with him. So that's when I realized that I was scared, and I said, no thanks, and I ran away. So I guess it really wasn't Liz, but she was definitely uh, right outside, and probably would have intervened. Yeah, she would have. But I just... Barely got myself out of there. Did it give you details like where it was, what the kind of party it was? I'm sure he would have. I don't think he did, but I don't think it went really too much further beyond that. But it, it was enough. It was enough. I think uh, I think I saw him coming out after after I'd gone out and uh, explained my my new friendship conversation. Mm. And I saw him as he was leaving. He waved and he winked. No, that didn't happen. But it was a hoot. And then we left the train station. It was raining really hard, and we uh, we got so mad that we just we just went back on the train and went back home. It was a great time. <laughs> great weekend. The city for five minutes. I mean, you could have gone to a party, though. You know, we should have. I just wonder if you were his date or, Missed like, just as a friend. You know, I wonder what he was hoping to get out of it. I think party was code for crack cocaine. And I think the place he was referring to was probably just a corner, just slightly out of out of view from everyone else, so that we could make sweet, sweet macaroni noises together with the crack cocaine. Yeah, no, obviously it's that, that's how you do that, right? I think so. It's like put it in a bowl, and it's like mixed like like mortar and pestle. It like like makes like a mac like macaroni and cheese add a little milk please noise that's i think that's how the the crack song goes <laughs> add a little milk in my macaroni noises yeah i don't know welcome to the small talk segment do you know why the sky is blue nope
Thank you for listening to the small talk segment. It was my first big taste of karma. He he did get you. I mean, and I went and I found him and brought him back, and he was just fine for the rest of his days. Yeah, that was where the god complex came from. <laughs> yep he he never he never stabbed anyone, not once, not more than once. Did that happen? At least once. <laughs> Wait, who? What? Wasn't it his girlfriend's father at some oh, altercation? That's right. I think she was the one who stabbed her dad, though. Oh, right. She did the stabbing. Yes, that was it. Was a Joe family? Oh, forgot that part. Yeah, it was his sister and his stepdad. Damn. To be fair. That fucking guy. So his his dad his his dad's called Dexter, and he is the weirdest fucking dude in, in on the entire planet. In Waterbury, like nobody weirder than him is was in Waterbury at that point. He was the guy that you you probably recognize. We walked around in the in the tank, the white tank top and the army pants, and always had the army hat on. That's not immediately conjuring an image, but I'm sure I know. Honestly, you you're lucky, because in eighth grade when I was friends with Joe. Steve and Mike, that was my crew back then. And um, we all played RuneScape. And uh, his dad played RuneScape too and had a lot of stuff. And then at one point, we uh, we hacked into his account, his dad's account, and, and took all his stuff. Uh, and he was not happy. And he um, he called my house and like threatened me. Oh, no. I was like, at, like 13 or whatever. He got you directly and he threatened you? Well, like he what called the, the house. It was like, well, it was like, um, I think it was like a mixture of he tried to call the house for some reason, and then like he was posting somewhere. Like, I think that was too early for Facebook, maybe MySpace. It's hard to remember, but he there was some vehicle for him to have these vague messages. Maybe they were even like instant message away messages or or something like that um, about like little sneaks and getting what they deserve or whatever. <laughs> His AIM status is set to... <laughs> Little sneaks are going to get what they deserve. That's crazy. You think that he's uh, he's still out there harboring a grudge? You ever worry about, like, turning a corner at a, at a Trader Joe's and he pulls, a, like, a crossbow on you or something? I don't worry about running into him anymore, but I definitely think that he probably harbors a grudge. <laughs> he hated us. I feel like I I don't I don't know if I took stop. all the fall for it or why I took the, maybe it was because we did it at my were you immediately sold out by your friend I can't no I don't think he sold sold us out but like I think because it, it was like a collective I don't think we included him in it but like it was like me and Mike and Steve maybe I can't remember there was some combination of us doing it but but like Mike stayed friends with mm-hmm. Joe for for years after that so maybe he got over it with Mike but. I was always too afraid to be friends with Joe or be if uh, be friends with him enough to actually go over to his house anymore because I we used to go over to his house before that point. <laughs> his his password was something so stupid too. It was like Man. Poindexter or like Rat Snacks or something like that. It was like something dumb. <laughs> rat Snacks. It was like it was something along those lines, and it was so it was like it was like all lowercase. Like it was very a very weak password, all things considered. You you hacked this poor man's online content. You stole it. And he's the bad guy. I mean, I think we gave some. I'm not saying I was innocent. I'm I I don't condone what I did, but man, he definitely took it a little bit too far. And did he be the house? 
Well, no, I didn't do that. Spray painted on the his garage door. Delete your Wi-Fi? What does that even mean? Yeah, that's what he did. You threw a rock through his window. Yeah. He had fleas as well in their house. He gave him fleas. This is the worst part. Oh, no. They just had them already. I can't believe they already had... The whole family already had fleas, and you walked in and you gave them more fleas. That's fucked up. It was weird, though, because, like... So they they basically mostly only occupied the first floor of the house because the second floor had like act yeah well the second floor had two bedrooms but the door was always closed because that was where all the fleas were so they have what i'm, I'm reflecting is, on weird. how strange that is now but that they're like oh no we can't go in that room because all the fleas are in there sounds like someone was doing murders in that house and that was the murder room no, no, no. So there were fleas. There were fleas. I saw them. Like I, saw, I would see them jump around. Would you say that this family was like the one friend on uh, the Fairly Odd Parents that lived in the trailer park, and the the dad had the bag on his head? Pretty close. It was. A, That's what I it mean. was. It was pretty close to that in terms of standard. I imagine it was a very small little little cottage. Big yard though. They had a pool. A small. I say cottage just to emphasize how small it really was. I mean. Having just one friend over was probably uh, pushing max max occupancy a little bit too close for that house. I'm not judging them. I mean, but but it's a small house. It was small. I think the house is now condemned, though. So damn, and they're still living there. No, no, they're squatting in a condemned house. <laughs> the fleas. These people are gross. Fleas are probably still there, but. You think the flea room is still locked up tight? I mean, I guess I just never, I just kind of accepted it. I was like, oh, that makes sense. They're all upstairs. And, and... Picture you like going in and like, like going to open the door and you like start to turn the handle and the dad just screams from the other end of a hallway. <laughs> no! And you just see this cloud of tiny, a cloud of tiny little fleas just like moving and like congregating towards the door. You just hear a loud buzzing. Because they, they, they can jump really far, so like they have, he has to close the door in time. You just hear this wet thud on the other side. What wet thud of them all hitting the door at the same time? Yeah, like one giant flea. So that's my experience with fleas as as a as a as a middle schooler. Thank you for listening to the Kevin Podcast. I've never had fleas. I can't say that I have either. I've had cats with. That's surprising, only because, yeah, because the cats go. Oh, that's what I mean. Like having your animals get infected with them. I don't get fleas. I'm immune. No fleas for me, please. You get that little flea supplement stuck to like the back of your head, like they do for cats too. Yeah, it's like a patch. Apply directly to the base of the forehead. Yep, no fleas. Not a one. Not never. That's impressive. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you, honestly. I nope. I have no reason to ever lie about it. No reason at all. There's not like a CPS version of cats where like if your cats get reported as being fully ridden, they can take your cats. You think it's funny threatening me like that? You're gonna, you're gonna call the CPS on... <laughs> My 27 cats? This is outrageous. I'm very upset. I'm just saying, I don't know if that exists. You Call know? them. Call them right now. Call on your bluff. Get them over here. 
Have them take at least 17 cats immediately. All right, you got me. Holy shit. He did it. They were fast. You're welcome. Well, I can see clearly now. The sky has... I don't know why. I always think the, the, the next line is, sky is gone. Can't be. For that. what? That, that song. I, I can see clearly I now. I can see clearly now. The, the sky, sky is, is gone. gone. It, it fits. I can see all obstacles in my way. That's the next line. But the sky is gone? It's not right. I think it's rain. No, it's, no, it's not that. The guy's blind. Why would he say that? <laughs> you can't see the clouds. It's just the sky. It's gone. It's because he's blind. That's what it's about. So he can't see all obstacles in his way. Yeah, that's the contradiction. That's the that's that's where my suspension of disbelief ends. It's like an inside joke between me and no one else because I don't think that's that song is from I think it's from some animated movie. I don't remember. But the movie I think it's from or used to always misremember it as being from was I don't know if you know The Quest for Camelot. Have you heard of that? I don't. I don't actually know. I don't know, know why I could easily remember that. That was a surprise. But it will, I love that. It was a great, great cartoon movie. But uh, it was all Arthurian legend stuff. But the main guy, he was blind. He couldn't see. And it, it was like one of those musical cartoons. It wasn't Disney, I don't think. Some other mm. company. I always remembered him as singing that song about seeing clearly now. Which... It's not in that movie, and it doesn't make sure? sense because he's blind. Not a hundred percent. We'll never be hundred percent sure on this. It's like the, the the Mandela effect for just me. You're the only one that thinks of that movie. This is my Berenstein Bears. This is my cross to bear. Have you watch any of that Jeff Bridges Christmas movie? Or oh, there's Ooh. two of them, I guess. Who? What is it? He was Crimble. No, it was Tim um, Allen. Oh, Kurt Russell. That's what I'm thinking of. The Christmas oh. Chronicles. I have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about. It's a Jeff Bridges. Kurt Russell was the dad in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. If you saw that. Oh, okay. The old, the old man. Famous older actor, big old beard usually. Yeah, he always yeah, has yeah. like the cool hair going on. Well, he's he was. He was Santa Claus in these two movies for Netflix that were, I would say, piles of Christmas poo-poo ding-dog. But for whatever reason, they were popular. I mean, uh, he, he, he looks like a cool Mr. Crinkle. But poo-poo ding-dong? The, you know, poo-poo ding-dong. You know, two pinkies, eyes wide shut, halfway down, raining online. You know, it was when, that bad? Uh, movie stinks. I don't know, I think they were terrible, but people liked them. I didn't see the second one. I don't know. That's weird CGI elves. Second one came out in 2020. First one was like two or three years ago. But I only bring it up because the fascinating thing about it, they're these like clearly, whatever, cash in B-movie Christmas movies with a big budget because it was Netflix. But mm-hmm. he wanted to put his all into being Santa Claus. And that way he wanted that to be like his last his last movie role. This man wants oh, to retire. his legacy. He wants to retire after. Uh, so apparently he was he was going method and just staying in character as Santa Claus and just being oh. as serious about it as he could and just put his all into oh, these these no, two no. <laughs> silly forgettable movies. Oh. And I just I just love that he was like, "This is my Avengers. <laughs> this is my Marvel." 
Thanks for listening to the Kevin Podcast. Goodbye. See you.